Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Coming up on this TGI Friday edition of Tennis Channel Live. Top players in the world have descended on Geneva for the third edition of the Labor Cup. We'll get you caught up on all the singles action on day one, including the lowest ranked player in the field recording a shock win on day one. And a rather familiar face in doubles in the night session. The chase to the championships continues with Joe Wilfried Sanga looking to advance on home turf. Plus, which one of these ladies would punch their ticket to the semis in Japan? How would this American fare in her sixth semi of the season? We'll break down Sophia Kennan's run to the finals in China. And as these two megastars join forces for Team Europe, what's it like when lifelong rivals become teammates? TC Live, ready for takeoff. Joining you on Tennis Channel Live on this Friday from the Palexpo in Geneva. Labor Cup Day 1 is in the books. Roger Federer back on home soil, teaming with Sasha Zverev to win the double, something they could not do a year ago. We welcome you to TC Live, Brett Haber, Lindsay Davenport, and Paul Anacone, just like the first two years of Labor Cup. It's a 3-1 lead for Europe at the end of day one. Just what we expected, right? Jack Sock gets the singles point, but doesn't get the doubles point. What did we see today? I'll tell you what, the footwork on court was great, but you guys, I had my feet up here watching. You guys sprinted out oh, here, stop, got here, so it was unbelievable. Stop. Almost as unbelievable as Jack Sock. I mean, I was really impressed. It was really shocking for me to see Fonini really lost his way so quickly so early in that match. Roger and Rafa got after him, tried to get him going, but Jack did a great job in singles, which is really good to see. Yeah, surprising that Sock was able to get the win on the singles court and not the doubles court. We're so used to seeing him dominate on the doubles court. Wasn't able to do that, but huge for Team World that they were able to get a singles victory today. They haven't been able to do that in the last few Labor Cups. All right, we're going to hear from Roger Federer and Sasha Zverev. They just spoke with Mark Petschy. We'll have that interview for you in a couple of minutes, but let's show you how the day unfolded at the Pal Expo. 18,000 fans, and the man in the middle is the namesake Rocket Rod Laver. Dominic Team and Denis Shapovalov starting things off as Team Europe had a tight one, but they got out to an early lead. And Dominic Team was up 2-0 in their head-to-head. -head. Things started off great again for Team. Little shank topspin lob winner there. Good first set for Team. Give Shapovalov credit. Second set, he gets up a break, but gets broken back. But they started playing more evenly from the back of the court. Shapovalov kept his composure, kept his tempo, broke again at the end of that second set. Had a couple of match points. And right here, Dominic Team goes big with the forehand to save one, gets to nine all, and here at 12-11 in the match tiebreak, Shapovalov gets into the rally, little tentative on that forehand, and that one just smothers it to the offside. So a gritty win from Dominic Team. Sixth time in the brief history of the Labor Cup that the winner has won after saving at least one match point. Dominic Team showing the emotion of what this means to get Europe out to the early lead once again. Meanwhile, Captain Mac 
McEnroe, putting his faith in Jack Sock, despite being ranked 210 in the world, taking on Fabio Fonini, and that faith was rewarded. I'll tell you, it's always tricky to expect what uh, you're going to see from a player who hasn't played in this competition. Fabio Fonini, and you never know what Nick Harris is going to do either, but Fabio Fonini was really dodging. Here's where Roger and Rafa got Anyway, they tried, those guys. And it's got to be tough having those two over your shoulder, trying to get them to be positive, get them focused. Fabio started playing a little bit better, but to Jack's credit, he didn't blink. And look, he hasn't won a match since November in singles, 2018. So you wondered what was going to happen on the big moments. And I tell you what, Jack Sock did a great job. And there is exultation right there. He is thrilled to get that win. First win of the year, saved all six break points he faced. Here's Jack with Sam Smith. tennis this year how did you come out here and beat one of the best players in the world uh, I don't know it's been a long road back I'm sure everyone here is surprised that I won a singles match it's been a while um, but uh, yeah I had uh, I had thumb surgery in Fe yeah, I had thumb surgery in February I was out for almost six months with it so um, yeah it's been a few few tournaments this year a few matches this year but for some reason Labor Cup it seems to bring the best tennis out of pretty much everyone here it's always uh, some pretty incredible matches. Chapo had a freaking heartbreaker in the first one, uh, being so close. So I came out just a lot of energy, just stuck to my game. Um, I played, I played great singles before, so I know it's in me. Um, but it just, it's an amazing feeling to bring it out today, playing for these guys, not just myself. It's a great point that he makes. He has played great singles before, and he knows that it's in him. We all know that it's in him. What did you see from Jack today that maybe we haven't seen in a while? Uh, sometimes you just need that little bit of confidence. And I love that that interview where he says, I know it's in me, I've got to find it again. And he was able to find it against Fonini. He was able to use his forehand. He was being solid with his backhand. He wasn't pressing. He served well throughout the match. But he handled his emotions so well. It, it, when you have all these losses, you're well aware of it. And you just want to get that monkey off your back. And sometimes that's just as big a problem as going out and trying to execute the X's and O's. He was able to do that today. I think moving forward, when, when this competition ends, this win is going to do a lot for Jack Sock. Yeah, this should be a big springboard for his confidence, Lindsay. I think you're right. I think one of the things you have to realize is every player gets motivated for different reasons. And you look at people like Jack Sock and Nick Kyrgios. These guys love team competitions. You know, they love to be in this environment, brings out their best tennis. So I think this is a great remedy for what Jack has been going through to try to get some momentum. Hopefully he can take that victory in singles and just keep building from it. Uh, a lot of scar tissue, both literal and figurative, for Jack Sock. Hopefully this is the beginning of something big for him. Let's show you how the night session unfolded, starting with Taylor Fritz making his debut in the Labor Cup for Team World. A couple of 21-year-olds as he took on Stefano Tsitsipas. I think it was interesting to watch it. You know, I mean, it was one of those matches, two rookies here at Labor Cup and match point here for Tsitsipas. He wins the last three, last four points in this tiebreak. Taylor got a little tentative at the end. Tsitsipas did a nice job at the big moments. Roller coaster for First couple of sets, didn't you think, Alfie? Yeah, it was back and forth, no question. And it was Sitsipas who was just more solid at the end of the breaker. Seven all in the match tie break, and Taylor double faulted, and then Sitsipas served it out. Uh, let's look at the positive for Taylor. Obviously, his debut in this competition, after getting pretty much steamrolled in that first set, Paul, he 
rebounded, kept his poise. He didn't even look bummed out when he was on the bench with Captain McEnroe after going down that early break. Seemed poised. Well, I think he's disappointed. I remember last year when we were in Chicago and Jimmy Arias came up to us and said, I can't believe how tight these guys are getting. This is an exhibition. And I was like, these guys don't play like it's an exhibition. This means a lot. And this team pressure, the expectation that's put on every individual player, you see it manifest itself in different ways. Taylor and Zitsipas haven't played here before, so this was a tough one. That's why the roller coaster first two sets, I think, and it came down the wire. But I think you're right. Taylor's going to take some positives from that. Tough match, but he did some really good things. All right, let's go on to the doubles, the nightcap. And it was the same team that played on the last day last year for Europe. Federer and Zverev taking yeah. on Sock and Shapovalov. Yeah, and it was Roger Federer, the best player on the court and the best doubles player. He was able to take over early on. Team World had some chances, weren't able to take advantage. They fought hard to get back. Level in the second set, but one of 16 on break points for Team World, and that's gonna hurt. But again, it was Federer who came up big on the big occasions and helped Team Europe get off to a 3-1 lead after the first day. Third year in a row, that's been the case. Team World had a chance to change that, but they could not in the end. Here's Mark Petchy with the winners moments ago. Roger, Sasha, congratulations, firstly, on getting the third point on the board for Team Europe today. I think, Sasha, you saved something like 15 out of 16 break points out there. Yeah, I mean, I had I had two great coaches, one on the corner, one on the sideline, who were telling me to do what to do every single point. So, you know, it was, it was perfect. I could shut the, shut down my brain a little bit and just do whatever they told me. And, you know, they're, they're the two greatest of all time, and I'm, I'm going to listen to them. Well, I believe you've been undefeated all week in doubles anyway. So, sorry? You've been undefeated in doubles all week, haven't you? Yes, I have not lost a doubles match this week. This has been a, it's been a great doubles week for me. Roger, Friday night, playing at home and winning. It doesn't get much better than this, does it? It's great. Thank you very much all for coming out, for making it a, a great, great atmosphere. Um, yeah, I mean, as you can imagine, uh, all of us tennis players, we travel around the world for, what, 10, 11 months of the year. Okay, sometimes we are home, but there's no place like playing at home. So this is a very special night for me. Thanks for making it so nice. Thanks, Sasha, for a great match. He carried me in that second set, and uh, it's great, great fun. All right, just a reminder of how things are going to go tomorrow. It'll be singles, 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 and then doubles. We don't know who's playing yet. The, the teams have, what, about another 45 minutes to make their selections? Yeah, I, th I think it's very interesting what they're going to be thinking about in the locker room. Important for Team World to get off to a good start. Remember, tomorrow's matches are worth two points each. Today was just one point each. So they're only down by one match. They get that first win tomorrow. If uh, I'm cop uh, Captain McEnroe, I'm thinking I want to get the first match win tomorrow to start off 3-3. So if I were him, I would be putting John Isner or Nick Kyrgios up first tomorrow. Yeah, we've got to see the other players now playing singles. All the players have to play singles on the first two days. Questions, though, if Rafa's going to play. He had his hand taped up. He didn't sound all that positive in the interview that he gave, that his body was still kind of suffering from the U.S. Open final. That's the big question mark. Will we see Rafa in the lineup tomorrow? All right, we'll have more on Rafa's condition, whether or not we expect him to play here this weekend coming up in the show. Also ahead, we'll check around the world as the chase for the championships continue. Madison Keys was playing in Asia but could not finish her match. We'll tell you why when we come back. Well, have you said to yourself, I love Mary Carrillo on Tennis Channel and NBC and HBO, but I, I wish I could have her in my earbuds anytime I felt like it. 
Well, now you can. Mary is the guest on the latest episode of the Tennis.com podcast with Nina Pantic, all part of the Tennis Channel podcast network, where you can find <laughs> all the top tennis podcasts all in one place. And Mary doing all the bizarre things around the world that she does. What hasn't she done? Um, I don't know. Exactly. Uh, not much, but uh, you can listen to her and Nina <laughs> chat on uh, Tennis.com. Uh, all right, so Laver Cup is not the only pro tennis going on this week. There are three WTA events, two ATP events, as both tours continue their chase for the championships. Let's show you some of what happened there today, starting in Osaka, Japan. Premier event for the women, Madison Keys and Angie Kerber, four seed against the five seed. Yeah, they only got one match in in Osaka before the rains hit and it was uh, shaping up to be a very competitive affair between Kerber and Keyes. It was Andrew Kerber in the first set. It was just a little bit more consistent, moving around the court very well. This court playing very fast in Osaka, and Kerber was able to handle the Keyes pace. In the second set, though, Madison started to find her range, started to use her forehand better to control the points, and able to level this match at one set apiece. Early in the third set, Madison hit a serve, landed on her foot the wrong way, and that started to give her some problems and wasn't able to move. And she said no mas after the first three games. And there was a little bit of swelling in that foot and Sorry. hopes to get it better for Wuhan and Beijing. All right, so that was the only match. Naomi Osaka was scheduled to play in Osaka, but the rain in Osaka rained Osaka out. They'll play tomorrow. This is in Guangzhou in China. <laughs> Did you follow all that? Sophia Kennan and uh, Blinky, as uh, Mark Huska says, Anna Blinkova. And early on, it was Kennan who was in a little bit of distress with some injuries, and when her dad came out, couldn't control her emotions. But Kennan is such a fighter and was able to really dig her heels in, got more consistent. It was that upper left leg, and that injury was really hampering her. But again, Kennan, with her good, consistent ground strokes, found ways to finish points. And you know what, Brett? She's going to play for a title again in 2019. That'll be her fourth final of the year in 21 events played. And Sophia Kennan is a tough customer. She continues to win and fight through adversity and moves on. 6-1 in the third two hours, 21 minutes. How about the men playing in Mets in France? Joe Wilfried Sanga on home soil with the blonde hair. <laughs> yeah, Joe's been sporting the blonde hair for a little bit of time now. Got a new look and trying to get healthy. It's been a rough go bit for Sanga this year. Turned things around after losing the first set, won that second set playing aggressive tennis, six games to three. Bachelors Feely called for the trainer, was not feel, was not doing well, had a little bit of an injury, but Sanga really created a lot of opportunities. Served 70 percent, 21 aces, able to free up in the return games. A good win for Sanga. So here are the Saturday featured matches because of the rain in Osaka. We will have more of Osaka in Osaka tomorrow, quarterfinals and semifinals. How about Sam Stozer playing Sophia Cannon in that final? First final for her in more than two years. Yeah, Stozer, a good win over Golovich, had to fight to come back in that win, and we'll have to see how Kennan's leg is and what what her health is at. Three of the four semifinals, by the way, in Mets are Frenchman Sanga Pui and Benoit Pair. Roger and Rafa, lifelong rivals, teammates again this weekend. We'll hear from them both coming up next.
Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. He's a, uh, an unbelievable competitor that brings you to the, to the limit. I mean, you're talking about two of the greatest players that ever played tennis, you know, on the same court. Tennis is a, tennis is a tough sport. There's no, no draws, but if there was going to be one, I would have been very happy to accept a draw tonight and share it with Rafa, really. When two of the greatest foes in sports joined forces for Team Europe on the doubles court, it captured world attention. From the sight of a 17-year-old in a bandana shocking the world number one in Miami, to the comeback win of a 35-year-old dad of four in Melbourne, the rivalry has become the most captivating in all of sport. These two great artists are polar opposites in their playing styles the poetic shot-making of Federer in stark contrast to the ferocity and power of Nadal's ground strokes. Nadal has won 10 of the pair's 14 Grand Slam clashes over their 15-year rivalry. With 39 Grand Slams between them, they are the game's untouchables. Federer has more slams than any man in the history of the sport with 20, while Nadal is second with 19. Will there be a new twist in the tale when the gods of the game reunite at Labour Cup? How about some obscene numbers when you add them all up? So 39 majors, 186 titles, more than 2,000 match wins. And I think if you add up their prize money, Paul, that's right on your career total. Right? <laughs> close. It's not quite where we're on that, but they're, they're getting close. Look, this is... Uh, just an era for the ages, you know, and these two guys get to the same place competitively with very different personalities, accept what they can, and then they move on and play point for point, and they, uh, i tell you what, they've rewritten just about every record in the record book. It has not always been the case in this sport. In fact, there are many of examples where it's not the case where the two most prominent men's players get along like this but they really seem to have a, a genuine natural affinity for one another. Yeah, it's been great to see their relationship evolve over the years. And certainly in the beginning of their careers, more rivals. And obviously they're still playing for big titles, but I think we, we never have gotten to see these great players mature and still be able at the top of their game at an older, maybe wiser level. This was two years ago. They were playing doubles together at Labor Cup. But now they work together, and both now on the player council, really looking to make a difference in the game. And I think they realize their position and that they're stronger together than they are apart in a lot of the issues. All right, so this was the moment two years ago, which may have not only been the moment of the Labor Cup, but one of the moments of the year in men's tennis, these two guys playing doubles together. The question is, based on the rap we saw on Rafa's wrist slash thumb today, are we concerned that he might not be available this weekend? Yeah, I mean, I, I would be very concerned. Rafa has uh, obviously had struggles in the past with injuries. He just played uh, a tremendous U.S. Open, and there's a good look at the tape job on the wrist and left thumb. 
Um, I, I know that he wouldn't be there if he didn't want to play or think there was a chance he was going to play. I think a lot's going to depend on how things unfold tomorrow. Uh, I mean, we'll know with the lineups when they're submitted. And Batista Goot, pretty good substitute, <laughs> ranked 10 yeah. in the world. But obviously, we want to see Rafa in action. But I mean, he even talked about this, the physicality of that US Open final. It had taken a to its toll on his body. Uh, he doesn't love to play injured. So we'll have to see either how he is later when the lineups come out or how he wakes up tomorrow. Then after this weekend, the question becomes Shanghai and the year-end championships. Indoor season, not his favorite time of year. I think there's a wedding somewhere in there, there too. There is that, but I, I'm not sure if that's indoors or outdoors, but, but either way, he'll be there. Sit on clay? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Probably. Social media and really good news for Amazing. the Charleston tournament, right? This is the first time for Simona Halep. She has agreed to play the Volvo Car Open in Charleston, first week of April. Very excited uh, to see her there. I think everybody will be. We'll have that for you in April. This is Patrick Vitova in Wuhan. Haven't you always wanted to take a ride in the motorized <laughs> chair umpire's chair now that they started that, right? Do you know, is that um, gasoline power? Is that electric? <laughs> How quick do that horsepower? It's what like the seven-way adjustable seat in your, uh, in your Porsche. Okay, perfect. Um, I like it. Yeah, she looks happy about it. <laughs> so the royal wave there. And how about this news? Uh, Coco Goff, who is limited in terms of how much she can play over the next six or seven months, is going to play an exhibition down in Dallas. Yeah, I think you've got to get creative when you're on Team Goff in, in ways that she can play and not have it count towards one of her tournaments. She only has a few left until March. But great to see Andy Roddick. He was around a bunch at the U.S. Open, mm -hmm. starting to do some more. We just want to get him on, on air a little bit more, too. Yeah, it's always good to see Andy around. One of the quickest wits around. Yeah. Would, would you make room for an extra chair 100%. if Andy Roddick decided to come 100%. over here? All right, we look forward to seeing Coco with Andy and Jim Courier, all part of the Oracle Challenger Series down in Dallas that week. We'll have our rocket shot of the day coming up. We're going back to Labor Cup for it. Time for our rocket shot of the day. We're going back to Labor Cup day session. Fabio Fonini in blue, bottom of your screen. Uh, we talk about the shot making capabilities of the Italian. Just watch this on the dead run. That's almost a flat angle, so much so, Jack Sott said, there's no way that ball can be in. You can't hit the ball with that <laughs> little rotation, that short in the court. Oy. And Fabio says, sure, I can. So he gets the shot of the day, but he does not get the win as Jack Sock takes the only point for Team World in the singles today. Back on TC Live. Thoughts on that doubles match. Uh, it was so interesting to me, Lindsay, that they were really picking on Sasha Zverev early in the match at net, and somehow Team World got away from that, or did Sasha kind of settle in? I think a little bit of both, and Sasha definitely settled in. You could see the nerves early on. We had talked about before the match Jack Sock being the best doubles player. No question in that match, Roger Federer was the superior player, superior doubles player. Sock had so many opportunities, so many break points, wasn't able to convert, and Federer was able to take over the match. That was a bigger deal to me, that Federer was able to be by far the most dominant player out there on court. They could not get enough balls away from Federer to Zverev in that match. Yeah, and Sasha's they're always a little bit uncomfortable at the net, right? We're going to see him not, you see him actually more reactive than proactive at the net. That's a problem with the movement. But today, so many great things happened. We saw lots of roller coasters, a little seesaw tennis in a lot of these matches. Shapovalov turned around after losing the first set. Taylor Fritz and Tsitsipas, same thing. Fritz was not good the first set, was very good the second set. And how about Jack Sox resurgence, winning the singles match? I mean, that is a huge momentum builder 
for Jack for the rest of the year, regardless of what happens this weekend. Opportunities in that first match between Shapovalov and team. Had he converted any one of those match points, we could be all even after day one. Seems like we say this at so many of the Labor Cups. So many of the matches are so close with match points. That's the beauty of this scoring system. Six out of 28 matches in Labor Cup history have gone to match point being saved. Can we, can we got to tell our fans at home, we're not trying to tease you. They just haven't named who the match is. They get an hour after we're the end of play. It hasn't been the hour yet. You mean you're, you're not drawn in by the idea <laughs> of match five, six, seven, and eight without that names? That match five guy is good. I promise you Federer and Nadal will be part of it tomorrow. We'll have it all. Singles and doubles, first ball, the last from Labor Cup and everywhere else around the world. And Osaka in Osaka, maybe twice in one day. We'll see you tomorrow, day two of the Labor Cup.